We all genuinely deserve to be happy, fulfilled, because life is to enjoy. Life is not about running about money, money, and how many houses you have, and how many businesses you have, and how many friends you have on Instagram, and how many likes do you have. It's all illusion, and we are all victims. We are all suffering through karma, but we need to break the cycle of karma. So we can, our soul needs an experience, and soul needs to reach the destination for us to be liberated. What the hell is up, you guys? Today I have Tatia Mana joining me. She is a yogi, a spiritual healer, a vegan, one of my own, and she is going to talk about <laughs> she is going to talk about how she left Poland at the age of 18 years old, came to the United States for a medical emergency, and through that process, she began to find herself in the world of spirituality. This woman has been to Peru. She's done ayahuasca in the jungle. She's She sometimes wakes up at 4 a.m., okay, and does yoga. I mean, we are literally in the presence of a god. <laughs> so uh, today we're just going to talk about a lot of healthy habits. We're going to talk about what yoga is, why it's important. We're going to talk about the connection between spirituality and veganism. And without further ado, Kasia, thank you so much for coming on. Welcome. Jamie, thank you so much for having me here with you. I'm super excited. I am honored to be here with your presence. I am I'm very humble and I I, I just I feel a little bit nervous because you're so, so beautiful, you know? And like my vegan sister, my, I always say we are sisters. So it's like it's an awkward feeling because it's like, wow, I'm meeting for the first time, but like I know you already before. So it's like strange. We are sisters. Seriously, I felt that immediate connection from the moment I met you and in a few moments guys bear with us we are going to do a breath work exercise we're going to actually start the morning off with a little a little meditation and Kasi is going to lead that but before we do that I just want to give you guys a little background on how we actually know each other so I was actually on set for this show I was just doing a little background work and I was obviously talking about veganism <laughs> I was harassing the uh, other actors on set and I met this one man and he started telling me, oh my God, you would love my little sister. She's in Spain. She's a yogi, a spiritual healer. And I was like, oh my God, give me her Instagram. Like what's her name? And so I reached out and I was really, I was very impressed by your work and all that you do. And so I was like, I have to talk to her. I need to have her on the podcast. And so that's kind of how we met. That's it. Yes, exactly. Uh, through technology, thank God my brother introduced me to you. Acting world, we are all in the same field. So it's good to, good to be here with you. Let's do our breath work. Uh, I recommend this breath, breath work. It's called, uh, it's called Kundalini Yoga. Very important. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a very basic one. It's for vitality and fatigue. It's just to bring the, enough oxygen to our brain, the bloodstream, so we think more clearly without any, any unnecessary emotions because every thought creates an emotion and feeling. And we need to, in the life, I vo avoid living with emotions because we get distracted. So this is a very basic uh, breathing exercise. Just one minute. It's uh, shoulder shrugs up and down. 
went to the one minute was very important. We're going to repeat mantra. A mantra is a vibration. We lock the mind, we lock the eyes. We're going to repeat in the mind, sat, when we bring our arms up, when down, nam, sat, nam, sat, nam. In our mind, we close our eyes, we focus on our third eye, and we're going to go just very fast, as fast as you can. Just one minute, and then when we finish, we bring our hands to the sky, we squeeze our belly, we squeeze our navel, we squeeze our sexual organs called mula banda. Hold the breath and just hold it. And when I say release, we exhale. But I will be guiding you. It's very, very easy. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the infinity for a little bit. Okay, so bring our arms up and down and let's go. Yeah, breathe through the nose, fast. Only through the nose. Focus on your third eye and repeat mantra Patnam. It's going up and down, you're doing great. I know it's painful, but the victory is forever. Only through the nose. Okay, inhale, hands up to the sky. Deep inhale, hold your breath, squeeze belly, hold. Back, down, hands down. I feel a little lightheaded. Dizzy, lightheaded. Yeah, it's a natural high. You're just getting high by your own breath. You clear the energy. So stay for a few seconds with this moment, with the new energy that is circulating within you. Oh, that was amazing. Wow, thank you, guys. That I hope that that was something that you can learn from and take from because I think it's something that you should be doing more often every day, some type of breath work to just sit, be still, be in the present moment. So often our schedules get busy and we're so far removed from the present. So that's something that can bring you back. Yes, we should definitely do it every day. Um, before When we wake up, there are many, many breathing exercises, like more than 5,000. So uh, we all we usually forget about the breathing. We're just like, oh, okay, we're breathing automatically. But breath or different words we call prana, it's so important. Uh, it's the most important thing. Whenever we feel stressed, we always come back to the breathing and just, just be guided through the, the energetic power of breath. Amazing. Well, we want to get into it all with you, Cassia. We want to get super specific. And I think that this podcast is going to be really, really helpful for people because in order to be peaceful, feel happiness, feel presence. It takes work. And this episode is going to be a lot about spirituality. It's going to be about self-growth and healing. And I want to just start off by like, give your, give us a little bit of background about yourself. Uh, I'm from Poland. Uh, now I'm 29. And I left Poland when I was 18. And I spent in New York nine years. I was a gymnast and dancer. I broke my knee. So I was forced 
to go to New York to do a surgery, but my mother was also living. So she gave me a very nice opportunity to change the lifestyle for better, uh, change for a different matrix and uh, just get the dream, no? dream come true. Uh, and I guess I was very lucky uh, because Polish environment was very tough and rough for me. So uh, I'm very grateful that my path went that way. And I always wanted to be on the stage. Uh, when I was younger, I was a gymnast, um, but it didn't work out. So I went to New York and I found myself uh, to be on the stage in a different way. I started doing background, some theater, and I love acting. Um, the only problem I have is that we always have some obstacle. We, and, and shallow um, reaction on the situation, like anger, jealousy, violence. But that would keep, get people keep going. You know, like, oh, we, we like to get excited through those negative emotions. It gives us adrenaline. It gives us something to hold on. And I, I, I understood this is, this is not going the, the right direction for me. Of course, you can choose different roles, but still, it takes a lot of work and sometimes it's just um, too much. So now I live in Spain um, because I found here a purpose and I saw potential for growth. Um, so now I am a shamanic yoga teacher. I invented this and uh, I'm trying to make this. I'm not trying, I'm doing this. I'm very excited for this project. I think yoga is something that I'm striving to get more into. And I want to break it down for our audience, for people that may have never done yoga, for people that don't even know what it is. What is yoga and how does it align with you and your beliefs? Yoga is a union between body, mind, and soul. It's also a discipline, but it's not discipline. Like sometimes when we say discipline, it's something wrong. It's something you have to do and so you don't want to. It's a negative. But when you stop doing this discipline, you find the freedom. So yoga is a discipline, a way towards physical, mental, and moral, and spiritual discipline. It's a journey from the body towards the soul. And the journey when we can reach the freedom and we can um, not follow our emotions, just listen our instincts, shut our mind, and discover the subconscious, subconsciousness. Basically, we have a lot of yoga Yoga is a lifestyle, basically. And how does that connect with veganism? Because I feel that, you know, a lot of spiritual people, a lot of people that practice love and peace, there's a handful of them that are vegan that don't eat animals, but there's also a handful of them that do. So let's talk a little bit about that and how there was the connection between yoga and veganism for you. Right, so that's very interesting because my journey with uh, veganism started when I met a person who is, who is a doctor who heals you by looking into your eyes. And this is called iridiology, right? Uh, they, the alternative medicine, uh, which patterns and colors on the iris of the eye is determined in information about your uh, health overall and and this I was having I was having a little a lot of chronic diseases 
honestly, I didn't feel well. It was something going on with me. I couldn't get my life straight. It was always health, always struggled with my weight, always struggled with too much things in my mind. Big chaos. And it really helped me. Like he told me not to eat meat or cheese or coffee or just have a pure detox being only on watermelon and grapes. <laughs> because the brain uh, lives on sugar from vegetables and fruits. Wow. So, yeah, it was quite amazing. And that got me into veganism. In the same time, I found a video on YouTube, a lady doing yoga. And her style was just so genuine. And it, it just spoke to me. So I just started doing yoga, not really knowing the depth of it. But it really made me feel good. And, of course, because yoga is uh, divine, is the universe, is uh, true. So it just pushed me towards her. It's just not, it's not that I chose it. It chose me. Thankfully, I'm very grateful and I really appreciate for the path. So yeah, veganism and yoga came together. I, I Now I uh, when I'm saying this, it makes sense. I didn't think about it before. That's amazing. I think a lot of people do experience that. I personally eat all the Beyond Burgers and Impossible Burgers and vegan nuggets. It's horrible and I drink a lot of coffee, I definitely need a cleanse so bad. But I think that when you actually do start to connect with nature and you start to connect with forces outside of yourself, it only makes sense to cause less harm, to do less harm, to not put this negative, violent energy from animal products into your body. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what's funny enough? It's meat, right? Like the violence. Yeah, and we, when you said you need a definitely a cleanse, well, we all do, no? But, uh, <laughs> but with having coffee, yeah, this is something we should all uh, avoid because the coffee gives you flight and fight system. So the adrenaline comes, right? So then our body doesn't know why we are having this system fight or flight system because then it comes when we are in danger so when we consume when we consume the adrenaline and um, something with caffeine gives us the speed it's like ooh, little boost jesus my body my body thinks i'm in the jungle running from a lion right now that's how much coffee i had god <laughs> yeah yeah it's okay you know step by step no problem Sometimes some people say it's good, sometimes it's not. But, you know, as long as you are willing to try and it will come to you, everything, everything comes in the right moment. Yeah. And I really want to get into these healthy habits from waking up early, proper sleep. We're going to get into that in your like healthy habits and routine section of the podcast in a little bit. But going back to what you said about watermelon and fruits, talk a little bit about how and why those are cleansing, but also did you feel lightheaded? Were you like full or hungry all the time? How, how did that feel for you? Okay, well, in the beginning, it was, it was difficult, but I felt uh, much lighter and I lost weight. I felt much better. So the, this doctor told me that uh, grapes, one day just grapes, another day watermelon. We cannot combine those two fruits. But also what I would like to suggest is to have a medical medium book. Anthony Williams, he uh, really, really saved me from, from things that I wasn't aware. Because, yeah, we, 
we don't eat meat, but we are not sometimes conscious of events. Like we use phone all the time, the radiation, we have Wi-Fi or, uh, you know, cars, like gasoline, all those things we breathe in, or even air refresher. I don't know if you have, but it's totally toxic. We shouldn't use it. What's so... We should always be aware of our liver. Liver is our best friend. So liver takes all of this, all of this, and then we, we suffer. So I also avoid oil as much as possible because oil is no good for liver. I try also avoid bread because of gluten. I learn how to do a buckwheat bread, which is which is very tasty. I mm. like it. But I can I can tell you later. I can give you a recipe. I think you would like. Oh, I love it. I haven't really cut out gluten for an extended period of time to see the effects, but I've heard from a lot of people that it actually does help to clear your mind. However, carbs in general are not bad. It's just sometimes the gluten because of the way that the pesticides and herbicides are processed in our farming system. It's not so great for you, but I don't have a severe allergy to it or anything, but yeah, it's something that I would definitely want to try. So as you start awakening and as you start moving towards this healthy lifestyle, right? You come from Poland where I'm sure you had blood sausages and a lot of meat to now you're starting to go into a more spiritual practice. You're eating more fruits and vegetables. You're going vegan. You're becoming a yogi. You're super interested in spirituality and healing. How did this affect your relationship with other people? Oh, wow. Very good question. Definitely, I lost many friends. Not, no, 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 I'm sorry. Not lost many friends. I discovered the true friends and the people that just don't belong to me. They just go away. And um, I became a little lonely, I, I have to say. Um, in New York, definitely, I was uh, just um, feeling like I just don't belong. And it was in Poland, it was in America, but I also think all of us, we feel sometimes like we don't belong, right? Especially now where I live in Spain, this is like a town where they have no clue about the veganism and in every corner they eat like meat, they eat fat stuff. It's very difficult. Here it's quite challenging, you know, but it's okay. I'm, I'm staying in the house, I'm cooking my own food, I eat my own potatoes, broccoli, and I'm very happy, you know. I have some friends that I try to convert into a better lifestyle, and those people, I, they are with me, and I'm taking care of them, so those right people, they always stay with me. The people don't like my energy, they're afraid of my energy, they got triggered, they just go, and that's okay, that's life, flow, right? One door gets closed, but another one that opened. Absolutely. And I think a big part of your awakening and your spiritual journey was your trip to Peru. Why don't you talk a little bit about ayahuasca and just psychedelics in general and what that experience was like for you? Absolutely. Thank you for asking because it's a huge part of my life. My life changed definitely. Again, when I was in New York, I was very lonely. I didn't know what's going on. And I met a friend on a set. Um, she was also Polish. We were doing a nice job for Gotham. And she was telling me uh, her trip to Peru. She stayed in the jungle. And it sounds so, so amazing for me. It was like a, the, not like hippie lifestyle, 
but it's the lifestyle when you go do something dangerous, like in the movies. And, you know, you go and explore like uh, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider or Indiana Jones, you know, or anything you see fantasy movies or science fiction movies. It's a real, it's actually real. You go to the jungle, you go to Peru, find yourself. You're going to discover the real truth, the real love. You're going to be innocent. You're going to see your all trauma. You're going to see your all evilness, demons, because we all have them, you know? And as much as we can hide them by crawling, um, posts on Instagram, Facebook, posting pictures, drinking, alcohol, smoking, this is all just distractions. Distractions and destructive things of matrix. So I went there uh, for, for two weeks first because then I got a, a call back for audition on HBO actually. Uh, the, the hundreds, I think, with Al Pacino, and they wanted to cut my hair and bald. But then I came back to New York after two weeks, and they canceled the callback. And I was just like, and it gave me a nice lesson as well. Like, you know, you go do your work, spiritual work, you go for vacation, you don't come back. And I don't know why, it was very strange. Um, and I was like, okay, the job in, in jungle is not done. So I went back to Peru for this time. I stayed for four months in the jungle. Very difficult. I got bitten by a spiders on my nipple, on my young. Wow, roaches in the casita. It's like a wooden house without, uh, without you know, it's like a wooden house. Nothing is there, you know. Uh, washing yourself in a little li- li- river with a little scorpion. So you gotta watch out, no. Uh, you know, I was sitting in the water and like little fishes were like very close to me and I <laughs> and I let them bit my... This is my worst nightmare, okay? <laughs> four months, four months. Yeah, but Janie, I need to, I need, needed to do it because I was in a very bad stage of my life. Uh, I was, uh, I think I was a very neurotic person, psychotic person. I was very dangerous for myself distracted yeah 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 I had to I went there because I had to save my life for for real uh I just took my backpack and I go I have to I I, I had this do they have like launch do they have laundry machines like were you able to <laughs> wash your <laughs> could you wash your underwear like how does this work <laughs> just like washing your clothes in the freaking river you know wow oh my God. yeah you gotta you have like no, uh, no. So, okay. I was, you go to the jungle, you stay with the shaman, you stay in isolation, nothing's there. You just, jungle speaks to you. You become crazy, you know? And they give you specific medicines called plant, uh, herbs. You drink in the morning, plant, plants from the jungle. And then, yeah, and then you, you do fasting, right? So you eat only one meal a day or two. But the thing is, you just eat like warm vegetables with no oil, no bread, no spices. And you become so hungry, so exhausted. But then what happens is you, your body gets detoxified. Then your mind, which is actually ego, your ego gets so tired, you have no energy to fight. 
and that's the point. Then you drink ayahuasca and you can heal yourself. You can accept whatever is happening with you, whatever images you have in front of you, whatever trauma or unsolved situations in your life, you just have to face it. And as much as difficult that is, oh God, it's, it's so illuminating, you know, you need the freedom of your life. And it's scary, no? Because, you know, I don't know, maybe some people get crazy, but maybe the craziness is, is this spiritual awakening. Um, so, yeah, but it's so amazing. You're you're in the jungle. You hear those insects around you. You hear the Amazonian rain. And you're on, you feel yourself as a channel, as a portal between two worlds between universe and mother nature and you are just here vibrating you feel yourself vibrating and just receiving all the information everything around you it's like you are like a radio you pick up the frequency you know you can see different layers of um of different worlds around you layer yeah wow so how did this make you uh look look at society differently after this experience oh yeah people i tell you jamie i don't want to go back to to this uh, concrete jungle because people live in such an anger inner anger they don't know how to control and they become frustrated and they don't know what to do with it so they you know blame everybody else they scream ego is big so um, I think that was my path. As much as I miss acting, maybe I will come back. But um, also because I remember, I like this feeling of becoming a different part of me and just like telling the story. But the story needs to be, it has to be a good story. So now I see by yoga, you are also doing acting, right? You also teach people, you guide them through the truth, through the illumination, to the freedom, because we all deserve it. We all, Jamie, deserve to be happy, fulfilled, because life is to enjoy. Life is not about running, about money, money, and how many houses you have, and how many businesses you have, and how many friends you have on Instagram, and how many likes do you have. It's all illusion and we are all victims. We are all suffering through karma, but we need to break the cycle of the karma. So we can, our soul needs an experience and soul needs to reach the destination for us to be liberated. Wow, mic drop. I think I'm starting the podcast with that right there. That is so like, I just got chills. It's so true. And we're so caught up in these materialistic things that we forget to look back at something that, oh, my alarm. Jesus. <laughs> I'm awake. Um, <laughs> we, we we're so caught up in these materialistic things and, and thinking about, oh, like, what am I wearing to the club tonight? Who likes my Instagram photo? We're so caught up in that ego and 
you're so right. That doesn't create happiness. And that's the problem right there is we're constantly seeking for more. And I'm reading a book right now. It's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, this is such a good book. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I'm trying to break it down. I have to kind of read it slowly because it's a lot of new concepts and ideas for me. But a lot of what he talks about is being in the present and becoming conscious in order to invite peace and happiness into your life. And so often we live in the future and we live in the past and we forget about the moment that is now. It's so true that happiness is just simply that like silence in your mind where you can just sit and feel peace and bliss. That's what it is. But he also says without lows, you can't have highs. Without highs, you can't have lows. So there, there definitely is some balance with that, I think. Yeah, yeah, like you said, uh, as above, so below, yin and yang, good and bad, rain and sun. This is a very good example. What do you, what do you think? What's better? What's more, more powerful, bad or good? I think bad is more powerful because you can learn from it. Okay, I'm just trying to be like, uh, like. No, I like that. That's <laughs> it. No, no, I like this. I like this. this is fantastic point because, because we can learn. Okay. Right. Well, it depends what no. bad is. Like, I don't want to get hit by a car, you know. But no, like... no, 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 no. But I actually, I'm surprised because uh, it gives me a different uh, thought, you know. Like, yeah, we can think evil is, uh, it's like maybe a lesson, you know. We get a lesson from a bad experience, okay. Think about it. You wouldn't be where you are today in Spain teaching yoga. You wouldn't be here without all the bad that happened in your life right? Like your chaos that you were describing and talking about and neuroticness. Definitely. I love this. Yes. And then here we go. And now we have good. Evil is very powerful, but good has to be more higher because then we're reaching for better. If good and evil is equal, then there's no progress. No? then the good has to be always more, has to be love, has to be more powerful. We're reaching to get better. We're reaching to save ourselves. Because to save the world, we have to save ourselves. And it's so true. And I always say that in order to grow, you have to create an environment of discomfort. If, unless you take that extra step and make yourself uncomfortable, you don't learn anything. There's no growth there. So somebody that's like, I hate my job, but I could never leave. It's like, then you're just going to stay in that same job that you hate. You're going to wake up. You're going to be 70 years old. And you're going to be like, where did my life go? But it's the people that get uncomfortable and say, you know what? I'm quitting. And I trust myself that I can do something better. I trust myself that I will end up doing something else and quitting that job, whatever that job may be. And then from there you grow, you have to throw yourself into adversity in order to then reap those benefits. Yeah. And also here's another good subject because like you said, we have to trust ourselves, but how many times other people don't trust us and, and putting us down? No, you cannot do this. You cannot do that. And it's like, it's such a negativity, no? And what is a very good point, like uh, we are our mirrors, no? So when a person tells you you cannot do this is because here we go, we have like some jealousy or judgment. Less, we have to start, have more compassion and love, not those like, oh, you're not, you cannot do this, you can ignorance, you know? That's what we have to learn 
to change the negative to positive, you know? Yes. And then you start subconsciously thinking, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. And that literally holds you back. And it's from all these things that you've heard all your life. You know, as a kid, we say, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a doctor. I want to be an actor. And then all of a sudden you turn 18 and you're a freaking finance man working in an office all day. Yeah, well, yeah it's like uh, how, how many times our parents like, oh, no, you're going to make money because of this. You know? so. And then I think also, you know, what I've been trying to do as of like a week ago, I started just in the mornings while I'm getting ready, whatever it is, playing motivational speeches from people that just think bigger, think greater, literally go on YouTube and search up inspirational speech, motivational speech, whatever it is, TEDx talks, and just start listening to these bigger, better ideas that you can do it, that you are more powerful than you think, that the mind has no limits. I think even these mantras of I am powerful, I am smart, I am grateful, I am light. No. Mm-hmm. So what are certain habits um, and morning, nighttime routines, foods that you like? Give us the whole breakdown of how, your life. What time you wake up? Okay. Uh, I wake up usually four, five, six, very early in the morning. I notice I have a lot of energy. And in yogi's world, we, our mind gets a lot of information during this time, very early, four, five, six. Even notice, like maybe sometimes you wake up and it's like, oh, and you maybe you go to the bathroom and you come back and go to another side of you and you go sleep. Um, so because the energy of the moon hits uh, very, very hard. This is another thing very, very important to understand the sun, moon, and earth. And then you can even more deeply create your reality. So you basically can control your own your own self, not um, having those factors in life like, oh, you, you, you just follow what's happening. You can actually be master of your own self. So I wake up, at, you know, it's just like I do that, but also I have my fault. It's not like I always do it because it's life. Life happens, no? Of course. So, so do you wake up with an alarm or is this naturally? No, it's naturally. No, it's naturally. Yeah, no, I never use an alarm. Mm-hmm. But I go sleep very early, like 10, 11. And again, coming back to veganism, if you don't consume unnecessary energy and when you eat good supplements as well, uh, and a lot of fruits and lots of water, you don't need a lot of sleep. But, uh, you know, you also have to be in the right environment. Okay. And uh, what? I wake up, I drink my celery juice. Every morning, I cannot live without celery juice anymore. It's a must. It has, yeah, I have like seven celeries in my fridge. Wow. Do you like the taste of that? No, in the beginning, I hated it. It was very bitter and like, blah. but now I feel it's like and sweet and salty and I, it's nourishing me. It's like I'm drinking, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm drinking the infinity. Thank you. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for sure, Jamie, you, you can get yourself a juicer and celery every morning before you do anything. And, and then I do teach yoga classes. I study my Kundalini yoga, my breath work. I go for my classes, I come back, 
uh, I go with the doggy outside and I always try to practice uh, the yoga and the yogi world as much as I can. Mm. I cook. I don't, okay, honestly, I don't like to cook. For me, it's a waiting of time. I don't really enjoy this. I don't know how, but basically I eat, I eat a lot of bananas. I eat a lot of dates. Mm, me too. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Um, a lot of vegetables, potatoes, beets. Simple, no oil. I really try to cut the oil too. It's not great for you. And when you go out, it's funny because I feel like over time, my taste buds have changed. I used to love cheese puffs. I used to love the oil. I used to love fried. Now, if even when I go out to eat, I notice if they cook with too much oil. I don't like fried anymore. And I, I even like I'm sensitive to over salting things, too. I like it more plain and bland. That's very good. That's a, that's a huge step. It's not you change your lifestyle totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Uh, yeah, again, again, our body needs to be clean as much as possible. It's, like, it's our vehicle. Body is only one, you know, and as much as we don't think about it, we have a lot of temptations, a lot of like, oh, take this, take this. But if we stay, again, with a discipline, we can reach with our minds the point where it's like, how, how could I live before? And still people live like this, you know, milk cheese oil they, they don't know unfortunately it's like a plant from above you know only chosen one can really find the path wow i love that it's almost like hard to watch the people that i love filling their bodies with crap and just not caring for their bodies and you know i lost my my grandparents like a few years ago i have one grandpa still alive but he's on all these medications he's overweight it's like if he would at least just reduce the amount of animal products he eats, he would feel way better. He, I mean, his stomach is like out to here. And then like, that's literally, your stomach is literally filled with poop from like 30 years. I don't even want to know what's going on in there. Yeah. And guess, and they probably become a little aggressive, a little upset because they don't know that the body needs to consume all this and then you have no time to really live your life to really follow the journey that life gives you the gift you go and follow do whatever you want but no you stuck here and you have to just clean yourself up and you're getting those chronic diseases mm -hmm. i always say that um it's an addiction eating animals yeah. and cheese yeah. and it is, of um, course. Yes. they are addicted to it. There's yeah, no two ways about it. And even when you try to confront people and like, be like, here's the facts, here's, here's the information. Like, here's also what happens to animals. Here's how it affects your body. They like yeah. get so like offended. So offended. <laughs> offended. I'm like, you are addicted. You're literally like a freaking crack addict. And I'm trying to like break you of this nasty habit. And you're like, no, I need more. I need more. And it's oh, like, yeah. you're a psycho. I never fought it like that. I was like, okay, this is what happens to animals. I don't want to participate in it anymore. And slowly but surely, like, I was like, okay, I can live without it. If I know that I can live a healthy life without these products, then so be it. Then I did. Jamie, compassion, compassion to them. I, it's so difficult, right? But that's all we can, we have to do. Just 
pray for their eventual en en enlightenment and compassion to not only animals, but also those poor people who just don't know. And notice when you are giving them the evidence, it's something in them triggers, right? And their ego, bam, says, no, I'm perfect. What are you talking about? Just different natures, with different lifestyle. And some people just cannot be changed. And they, we have to forgive them. We have to forgive ourselves for being uh, upset because we got upset because we wanted to help them. No, but we cannot. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it comes from a place of like, I feel so deeply for the animals and like, I literally put myself in their situation. And I think as vegans, we just have like a higher level of empathy. Like I really do like care so deeply about these animals that I don't even know. And so it comes from a place of like protecting them almost like I would like a bully in school. And so it's like this anger and this compassion is like, I'm just coming from a place of like love, like deep love. And I'm, I just don't want to see anybody get hurt. Nice. That's a, that's your, that's your calling. That's your, you're a warrior and you just do what you gotta do. You do what your heart, heart tells you to do and you just carry on and don't feel less like uh, guilty about it. You do what you have to do and you will uh, convert as many people as you can. That's your, because we have to discover our um, past, our, why we are here on this earth. And maybe that's your calling. And you're going to, you're going to do that, you're a warrior. I yes. know it is. I got my boxing gloves out. I know it is. <laughs> I'm non-violent I'm non-violent I'm just kidding folks why people are going to come attack me anyway what do you see yourself doing in the next five to ten years what would you like to do more of let's round this out and maybe if you have a quote like a yoga quote let's start where I see myself in five ten years you know, it's very difficult to say this now because I remember uh, when I was younger, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I will be this, I will be that. But again, that's the future. And uh, life has this amazing way to be like, uh -uh, I have a surprise for you. That's not what, because in life we get what we need, not what we want. So I, uh, I, I will be, I am appreciating every moment I have. And I know that it will lead me wherever I have to be. If I have to be here, fantastic. If I have to be somewhere else, that's also great. And whenever the divine will take me, I will be there to serve people and get myself better. So where I see myself in the next five years, well, hopefully I will be still healthy. I will be more aware of myself. I will be working on myself very well. And uh, I just trust the journey. And you're going to come visit me in New York or I'm going to go to Spain. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, no, for sure. I will come back. I miss a little bit this, uh, this lifestyle. Yeah. I was a little bit a blackjack dealer as well and poker dealer. So I have a job. As well. Oh, well, that, that's cool. That's interesting. If you want, I can give you a number so you can also uh, learn. And this is a very cool job. You would like it. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. Fill me in. Maybe that's my calling. So what, where can people find you and what services do you offer? Because I, I know that you are for hire for like yoga classes. If somebody wanted to do a zoom with you. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. You can find me on my YouTube channel. It's called Cassia Walczak. Cassia, K-A-S-I-A, W-A-L-C-Z-A-K. 
Also, you can find me on um, Instagram, Cassia underscore Mana. Uh, you can reach me on an email, Cassia.mana66 uh, at gmail.com. And I would, what, what, what I offer? I offer experience. I offer, we're not going to talk much. I would like to give you an experience with with your body, with your soul, with your mind. So it's called shamanic yoga. It's not only yoga, which we do asanas and we do breath work and we connect every movement with every breath. So plus I teach kundalini yoga, um, breath work, somatic experience to get rid of emotions from the body because we have a tendency to keep traumas in part of the body so we are through the somatic experience shaking we can get rid of this so our mind is more clear i do a sound healing and massage uh, one hour and three minutes uh, experience of yoga experience of freedom thank you so freaking much for coming on and sharing all of this knowledge with us jamie thank you thank you this is amazing. You really inspire me. And I'm so glad we could have met because I feel so connected, you know, already. I'm inspired by you as well. I, I really am. Very nice, you know. I don't know why, but thank you. So <laughs> I don't know why. Why? You are a wonderful person. Look at you. You, you I have so much. I have issues. It's okay. We're working on them. <laughs> Um, but thank you guys so much for listening and until next time, goodbye. Bye-bye.